Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa salatu salam ala ma'uthi rahmatillahi alameena nabiyyina wa habibina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim ma'ma ba'd. Al-yawm 22, sah? Yeah. 22 min shahri Ramadan al-Mubarak. 1442, al-Muafiq li... خمس أربعة أبريل 2021 نواصل درسنا في هذا الكتاب المبارك كتاب الله عز وجل أسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يبارك فينا وفيما نتعلمه وأن يغفر لنا الزلات. So today إن شاء الله we continue from where we stopped last last class and we begin from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَيَوْمَ نُسَيِّرُ الْجِبَالَ وَتَرَ الْأَرْضَ بَارِزَةً وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about the two choices and options he gave human beings and he told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to move forward in giving the da'wah not to pay attention to the one who is accepting or the one who is rejecting it doesn't matter Whoever wants to accept, let him accept. Whoever wants to reject, let him reject. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the Prophet not to pay attention to any, any one of them. Just give the message with wisdom, with knowledge, and move forward. He said, Man yu'min wa man Whoever wants to believe, let him believe. Whoever doesn't want to believe, just let him go. You know, because Allah doesn't need anyone. And then uh, he told us that the place where he prepared for those who rejected the message, and then he followed that one with the best place, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for all of us, if we really want to go. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Every single person among my ummah will be going to Jannah, except somebody who doesn't like to go to Jannah. SubhanAllah, very simple way. <laughs> he says, everyone among my ummah will be going to Jannah except somebody who doesn't want. So they said, Ya Rasulullah, who will be giving Jannah? And uh, he will say he doesn't want. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man ata'ani fakadakhal Jannah. Wa man asani fakadaba. Whoever accepts me will go to paradise. You stay away from me. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, You are the one who is refusing to take the gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala of, of paradise. So this is uh, mentioned uh, to us as a reminder. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as usual, will give you an example from the history. And these are the nations that came before you and this is what happened. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought us a very unique example of somebody who is distracted with the dunya and somebody who doesn't care about the dunya as long as he has the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on his, on his side. So I guess this uh, story and this history speaks by itself to know that how people are making the choice, you know, choosing one of those two options given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So after all of these, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, Al-Mal wal dunya. You should know that wealth and children, they're all any part of the adornment of this of this dunya. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the best for you is to engage in that which will remain for you in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you meet him. Even if it is the dunya, but try and turn it and make it in the way it will be for your own benefit and it will remain for you. You know, Try sacrifice the dunya to benefit your, your akhirah. 
that's the advice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of us, you know. Rather than engaging in things which will not even benefit the dunya and will, I mean, turn to, to go, to fizzle. Soon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take it away from you. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us also the same example, you know, right after that story, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that dunya is just like this, you know. Something which is so green, so sweet, but then suddenly everything will, will be taken away by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I guess this one, either you witnesses or you heard about it, or you are living in it, or some of us also experience that. You know. So Allah is doing that purposely so that people will remember that what He has is always better for us. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is preparing for us is always better for us. So after this, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to remind us about accountability in the hereafter. You need those paqiyat sarihat so that when you go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will pass the test. Allah says, وَيَوْمَ نُسَيِّرُ الْجِبَالَ وَتَرَ الْأَرْضَ بَارِزَةً وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا وَأُرْذُوا عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ صَفَّا لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَا كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةً بَلْ زَعَمْتُمْ أَلَّا نَجْعَلَ لَكُمْ مَوَيْدًا Allah says, Remind them about the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to turn the mountains into something else. You know, they will be like dust. Imagine you see a mountain exploding in front of your eyes and also being turned into dust, flying, you know, just like the way papers and, and leaves, you know, flies in the air. Imagine this uh, uh, scary moment, you know. So these are what we call Ahwal Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Some of the hardship and some of the scary things that will take place on the Day of Judgment. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala always mentioned these. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, is always mentioning this for us, you know, to be prepared. It's not to scare you, it's not to put you in a state of pressure, but Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants you to be prepared, you know, to be ready for this moment. Because the only way for you, my dear brothers and sisters, to save yourself from the tragedy and the things of this day, Allah, is to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. There is no any other way. You know, the only thing you have is to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Other than that, you cannot make it. There is no way for you to, to make it. You know. So he says, Nusayyiru al-jibala, watar al-arda barizatan. So you will see the, 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 the mountains, they are moving very quickly. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, watar al-jibala tahsabuha jamilatan, wa hiya tamurru marra sahab. You know, in some places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, watar al-jibala tahsabuha jamilatan. You see the, the mountains, you know, you think they are standing still in one place. But in reality, they are so quick in their movement, just like the way the clouds move. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. All of these are going to happen on the Day of Judgment in front of our eyes. So Allah says, remind them about this day where the mountains also will move from their position. You know, ask your grandparents if they are alive, ask them. You know, whether they check with their, their great-grandparents also like that, and there we go, you know. 
when did you ever see a mountain moving from its position? It never happened, you know. Even, even when the, the, the worst type of tragedy, when it happens, it will destroy the mountain, but it doesn't take it from its position and, and put it in some other positions, you know. Imagine the hereafter, these are all simple. Allah SWT is going to change the position and direction of these mountains. You see them flying in front of your eyes. You know that something is going on on that day. So Allah SWT says, So when the mountains are removed, they leave their positions. And Allah SWT says that the earth is going to be flattened. In a way, everything is going to be exposed. Bariza means, like Allah SWT says, Qa'ans of Safa, you know. It will be so, I mean, solid and also flat, you know, there is no bent in it. All of these valleys that you find and all of these things, the earth will not be like that. Be very straight forward, you know. Allah SWT says, In a way, nobody will be hidden. Everyone will be exposed. That's the purpose of making earth like this. Everyone will be exposed. SubhanAllah. Allah SWT says, We bring them back. All. All of them. They are going to come back, you know. Allah SWT says, We will not neglect any one of them. We bring them back. Back all. And we will not neglect anyone. The first human being created who was Adam and the last person to be created and then Allah SWT will inherit the earth. The first jinn and the last jinn. Not only that, the animals, the insects, the fish, the, all of them will come back. Everyone has to come back for accountability. SubhanAllah. So imagine that day. You know, everyone has to come. And everyone is coming for what? For hisab. They also, they have their own hisab, not only us, you know. The one who harmed the other one, Allah SWT will ask them to take revenge. And then Allah SWT will tell them, turn into dust. That's the final uh, conclusion. So Allah says, وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا Everyone is going to, uh, to come. That's why Allah SWT says, ذَلِكَ يَوْمٌ مَشْهُودٌ SubhanAllah. Allah ta'ala is going to present all the creation. You know, Allah ta'ala now is talking to those criminals. They will be exposed and presented to Allah ta'ala in rows. Some said it might be once of one row. Everyone is in that line. Subhanallah. And some says, no, sufuf, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fajr, He says, وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be coming to the place, وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا And the angels will be in rows. So they said this is also applicable to humankind, you know, and the jinns, they will also be in rows. The most important thing to understand here is, nobody will be left. Everyone who exists in this life has to come back. And the scholars said, actually not just those people who live, you know, as long as the person, you know, live for a second, he will be coming back on the Day of Judgment. If his creation is completed in the womb of the mother, he might be coming back in the Day of Judgment. That's why they said if the Sikht, 
you know, is born, and, uh, the, the woman has a miscarriage, the child, if he has the features of human being, we pray for the janaza for him. We do all the procedures, you know, because he's human being who is completed. If he has the soul being given to him, that means uh, he might be coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone's going to come, subhanAllah. So remember the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَبِالْمِرْصَادِ قَالَ لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَا كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to tell the, 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 the non-believers and the wrongdoers and whoever is having doubt, you know, in uh, the existence of the Day of Judgment, Allah will tell them, لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَ كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَلَ مَرَّةِ You are now, you know, you come back to us. Just like the way, you know, you were saying that Allah cannot have the ability to bring people back, you know, after they get decomposed. Allah says, no, we bring you back kama khalaqnakum awwal marra. Just like the way we have created you in the first place, you know. SubhanAllah. And even that, uh, you know, uh, what do you call DNA, you know, the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought you into existence with, that one also is preserved, you know. You will be back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala precisely in the way you were created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But somebody says, all the way to the fingerprint. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about the banana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability and the capacity to fix you all the way to the fingerprints. You know this fingerprint too? We mentioned that uh, no two people share a fingerprint. Everyone is different from the rest. You know? Very accurate design. Let's have some, something uh, big to make it so big for you to see it. You know? I mean, use the, uh, the phone that you have and, and see the Make it big, you know, zoom it and see how accurate is the creation of Allah. Sunnah Allah, you know, one point something, uh, I, mean, I mean, maybe nine billion now. We have uh, the population of human beings in, in total, or maybe even more, you know. But what they told us is that no two people are identical. I mean, are identical. They don't look uh, alike, you know. Everyone has different fingerprint. Even this one is going to be maintained. When Allah SWT bring us back, He's going to bring you back just like the first day you were created. So He will tell them, now just check yourself and see, we have brought you back, just like the first time we created you. You have come back to us just like the way we created you at the first place. So you used to think that Allah SWT would never set up an appointed term, I mean, and the time for you to come back to Him. You think that the Day of Judgment is a joke. So now you have seen it, and you have seen the ability of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to bring everyone back, uh, yani, precisely in the way He was created at the first place. So now everyone is presented back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, al-kitab," And the book of A'mal will come. SubhanAllah. You know, this, this book, you know. SubhanAllah. So the book will be presented. Allah says, لا يغادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها. That book, when it, when it is brought, a person will open his book. Allah says, اقرأ كتابك. You know, you read your book yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to present the book and a person will say it. Allah says, you read your book. 
كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا You don't need anyone to come and uh, and do the hisab for you. You 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 just check and see: is there any 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 fault? Is there any mistake in the in the in the book? You know? And a person will see, and he will find even tiny tiny things, you know, written inside. Tiny tiny tiny. As Ibn Kathir says, لا يترك النقير والقطمير, you know. It doesn't leave anything, you know, including that, you know, when you open the, 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 the date seat, the dot you see inside, you know, that small dot in the middle, it's naqeer. Even that one is not going to, uh, to neglect it. Al-Fatil is the, the line, you know, that there's one thread in the middle of the, uh, what do you call, in the middle of the date seat. When you open it, you see the, uh, they take the seat in the middle, that's one long thread. That's fatigue. Even that one also is not going to be, to be neglected. You know, these are tiny, tiny things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. You know, so this book is going to take record of everything. So I guess this is more than enough as a message to us. And also to remind you about what I always mention in my lectures that when it comes to obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't be so picky. This is big, this is small. When it comes to disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't be so picky. This is big, this is small. No, don't do that. You Allah. Because this book is going to take every single thing you do and Allah will hold you accountable of every single thing on the day of judgment. Unless if you repent before you die and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you, and accept your repentance. So, what does that mean? You know, just try to trace the, the, the places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with, be there always. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not happy with, stay away from it. Even if you see it as something small, minor sins, as we say, you know. Some people will tell you that. Why, 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 why you guys are telling people to stay away from even the minor sins? The point is, you agree that this is sin, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says He doesn't like it. Why do you do it? You know, Allah take it as a minor. You know, the the point is, why do you do it? You know. So, I really, really advise uh, us to uh, pay attention to this, and to make sure that we uh, uh, we just uh, try to trace what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants and do it, and stay away from whatever He hates. قال وترى وأردوا على ربك صفا لقد جئتمنا كما خلقناكم أول مرة ووضع الكتاب فترى المجرمين مشفقين مما فيه This book contains everything that a person did فترى المجرمين مشفقين مما فيه ويقولون يا ويلتنا ما لهذا الكتاب لا يغادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها الله سبحانه وتعالى says you're going to see that the مجرمين مشفقين مما فيه they will be so worried, you know, about what they found in the book. They will be so worried about what they found in the book. وَيَقُولُونَ يَا وَيْلَتَنَا مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا They will be saying, what's wrong with this book? SubhanAllah, you should think about this now. You know, you Allah, they are going to say, what's wrong with this book? What happened? What's wrong with this book? Even these tiny, tiny things also it is recorded. What is this? You know, 
Allah says, وَوَجَدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا And they're going to be, I mean, seeing, and they're going to be finding whatever they did in this life, حَاضِرًا, in present to them. Allah will never leave anything. He's going to forgive, He's not going to forgive, but it will be brought back to you, and you will see it when you are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قال ووضع الكتاب فترى المجرمين مشفقين مما فيه ويقولون ما لهذا الكتاب لا يغادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها ووجدوا ما عملوا حاضرا ولا يظلم ربك أحدا الله سبحانه وتعالى says الله سبحانه وتعالى never oppress anyone ولا يظلم ربك أحدا الله سبحانه وتعالى never oppress anyone So this is just a brief about what happens and what will happen on the Day of Judgment. And as I, uh, I believe that each and every one of us knows that this is more than enough. Whatever you do, Allah sees it. We might not see it, but Allah sees it. And He is going to bring it back on the Day of Judgment. Allah says, In His decision, when Allah decides, Allah never oppress anyone. Whatever you see in that book, this is your earnings. You are the one who planted them in this life and now the time for the harvest has arrived. So it's up to us to do good or to do bad. As the Prophet mentioned in that Hadith Al-Qudsi, Allah says, Ya ibadi, innama hiya a'malukum uhsiha lakum. Allah says, these are your deeds. I'm preserving them for you. Whatever you did in this life, Allah SWT says, I'm keeping it for you. On the day of judgment, I will just give it back to you. The same thing you did, I give it back to you. And then I, I judge you based on whatever uh, is found in that book. Allah says, Whoever finds khair, good in his book, he should be thankful to Allah. Because that was based on a gift from Allah SWT. Who gave him the ability to maintain his righteousness and istiqamah? And whoever found something other than this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He shouldn't blame anyone except, except himself. He shouldn't blame anyone except, except himself. So this is just a short and simple reminder, which I believe is more than enough for each and each and every one of us, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned a lot about this uh, day of judgment. But for the sake of uh, uh, time, I will not go through each and each and every every one of them. But uh, but I will uh, invite you to uh, check the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In all of these main books, you know, you find a lot of mention of the Day of Judgment and what really happens. But this short reminder by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more than enough for us to know what we're supposed to be doing. And then after this, the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned another story. And that's the first story actually. And it's the story of Adam and Iblis and his wife Hawa. Which has so many lessons also for us, you know. How to be 
grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to be very careful and what should be our uh, stands you know in uh, in in the matter of the shaitan how are we supposed to deal with this entity so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa id qulna lil malaikati usjudu li adama fasajadu illa iblisa kana min al jinni fa fasaqa an amri rabbi afatatakhidhunahu wa dhurriyatahu awliya min duni wa hum lakum adu bi'sa lil zalimina badala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa id qulna lil malaikati usjudu li adama fasajadu illa iblisa kana min al jinni fa fasaqa an amri rabbi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also to remind people about the story of Adam. He said, remember the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angel, Usjudu li Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, Usjudu li Adam. Fasajadu. And all of them performed the sujood. Illa Ibelisa kana min al When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to create uh, Adam alayhi salam, he commanded the angels to go and bring uh, three types of clays uh, white black and red okay three types of clays so they they mix them all together that's why human beings they come in the way we see them different colors different taste different visage you know different mood you know this one is very sensitive this one is very emotional this one is very this and that because the earth also has some similar nature you know and this one is this color this one is that color you know so that's how we came that's why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said kullukum min adam wa adam min turab he said there is no superiority you know, an Arab man doesn't have any superiority over the non-Arab man. Still, yeah, still having these lunatic fringes. Some people think that just because of the way they they are created, or the language they speak, or the place where they are located, or this and that, they think they are better than the rest. You know, we still have this mentality. That's part of human nature. The Prophet some have fought it because it doesn't fit a Muslim. A Muslim moves based on what he is told. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't make differences among the human beings except with the taqwa. The Prophet said, you are black, you are blue, you are, you know, he didn't say blue, you are black, you are, you are, you are, you are red, you know, or you are white. The Prophet said, you don't, you're not going to be better than somebody just because of the way you look like. So the most important thing to be observed here is the taqwa of Allah. If you have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if you are a slave, even if you are a slave, you are the best in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, much more better than anybody else. Much more better than anybody else. So, as I said, Muslim doesn't have this time to go for this. You Allah, Muslim doesn't have time to waste for this racism and tribalism. You know, sometimes it is it is so bad. Yeah. 
sorry. Sometimes it is so bad that you see uh, people who are from the same race, you know. You are like, that's, that's the funniest thing, you know. From the same race, the same tribe, the same way of looking, the same color. But just because this one, they are middle class, the lower class, and this. All of these classes are Latimans that Allah will be Sultan, you know. We fight each other for no reason. I don't care about kuffar when they do that, but I'm focusing on the Muslim city. How is it possible to find a Muslim who is thinking that he's better than another person just because he's coming from some other places, or just because he speaks some other languages, or just because he looks like something, you know? So Islamically, Allah doesn't care about the way you look and the position you are. And who are you affiliated to? Allah doesn't care about that. He cares about what is in your heart. That's why the Prophet said that hadith. He says, Man If your deed don't have the capacity, you know, they don't have the capacity to take you up, to put you in the best position in the eyes of Allah to bring you up, Allah says, I'm sorry, the Prophet said, your relationship with somebody will never make it for you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, let us just leave this issue. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the Ummah success to focus on that which a benefit. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, So I was talking about the origin, what, I, what really happened. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam. And Adam was created and Allah gave him the soul. You know, when uh, the soul reaches throat, he sneezed. He said, Alhamdulillah. You know, that's, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is part of our nature, you know. And you should make it like this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created him. After the creation of Adam, Allah commanded all the angels, everyone who is there to participate in making sujood for him. What is the nature of that sujood? Is it just bowing like make a rakur or sujood sujood? We are not supposed to dwell on this and check what is that, you know. The point is we all know that he is they are commanded to make sujood for Adam. Out of respect. Sujood for any other person other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wrong. Is wrong. In the Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu is wrong. 100% wrong. It's a form of shirk. If a person knows that he's making this sujood to somebody else, it takes him out of Islam immediately. But in the Sharia given to those angels, Allah SWT told them to do. Because whatever Allah SWT asks you to do, then this is ibadah. He tells you do this, you do. You're doing ibadah. They're not making sujood to Adam out of worshipping. They're doing sujood to Adam because Allah commanded them to make sujood for him. We should know this properly. So, no sujood to anyone. I say salam, shaking hands. I'm saying this because I saw you know, some uh, people greeting a person, you know. Uh, they, 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 they reach the ground, you know. Sujood, sujood, this one with my own eyes. Sujood, sujood, on his feet. They were standing, when they meet him, they bow to the ground, they, they, they do sujood, you know. So that's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody deserves it except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he told Malaika, the angels, to make sujood. Fasajadu, all of them made the sujood. Illa Iblis, except Iblis. That was his name, you know, except Iblis. Kana min al-jinni. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Illa Iblis. So this is his name. You have some other names also being mentioned, Azazil or some other names. Wallahu alam. You know, all of these uh, names that you might be uh, getting from others, keep them aside. Allah, when he talk about his name, he call him Iblis. So we call him Iblis. Uh, Shaitan is a title given to anyone who is having the same attitude as Iblis. That's why you have shayateen from human beings, shayateen from animals, shayateen from jinn. Angels, because they are always obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't have shayateen in them. But they have shayateen, you know, even in the animals. And that's what we can prove from the sunnah of the Prophet but scientifically also they have some fish, they call them devil fish, I guess. Yeah. So you have shayateen from everything. So it's an attribute, you know. Whoever has it, he'll be called shaitan. He'll be called shaitan. So whoever has that attitude, that's why Allah says in the Quran, shayateen al-insi wal-jinn. Those people who are participating in killing innocent people, you know, innocent people in this life, every single day people are killed. Those people who are kidnapping, those people who are raping, those people who are uh, trafficking humans, you know, those people who go to the country and just uh, kill everyone, you know. We see this on the daily basis nowadays. People don't feel shy of even themselves, you know, to do that. And they are supported by somebody who is supposed to tell them, don't. What do you call them? Devils. No doubt about this. Devil. Whoever doesn't want the peace to exist in the community, this is devil. Devil, devil, you know. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of devils and guide them. From the animals also, the Prophet called the black dog shaitan. So this is the description given to anyone who has the attitude of shaitan. So Allah says, "Illa Ibilisa, kana min al-jinni," and he is amongst the jinn. Yeah, from here we learn that that discussion among the scholars, which is extended also up to date, should be closed, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Illa Ibilisa, kana min al-jinni," except Ibilis, kana min al-jinni. He was among the jinni. Never converted into an angel, you know. Iblis was not an angel. He was jinn. But he was jinn. Allah SWT took him up to that place out of respect. Allah did that to Isa salam. Shaitan also was taken there. But unfortunately, he couldn't be patient. Hasid and arrogance did not let him succeed in that uh, blessing of Allah SWT. So Allah says, فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ He went out of the obedience. Al-fisq is to go out of ta'ah. He went out of the obedience of the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's what happened. And what did shaitan say? <laughs> that's why Ibn Hazm says that the first chaos that happened, chaos batil that happens is the chaos of shaitan, you know. Shaitan says, uh, 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 what is, he says, uh, how can you command me to make sujood for him? And while everyone knows that, yeah, the fire is better than the clay. I'm created from fire and he is created from the clay. How can you ask me to make sujood for him? You know, Shaitan is speaking to Allah, very rude, you know. He says, how can you 
how can I make sujood to liman khalaqtatina, the one that you created just from teen, you know? You know, my little son, one day I was talking about this. He said, the shaitan needs to go to school and learn science, you know. <laughs> because naturally, earth is more beneficial than the fire. Everyone knows this, you know. That's why Ibn Hazm said, that's the wrong tiyas that happens on earth, you know. So he says, he is better than him. That's the first mistake. He says because he is created from fire, and fire is stronger than, than what? Than the clay. Take a, a clay and put it in the fire, where it's extinguished. And the clay, the more you put it in the fire, the more you burn it, the more it gets stronger, you know. Maybe he did not know this. You know. But that was that is the attitude of an arrogant, an arrogant, uh, an arrogant person. He knows, you know, people who are arrogant, they know, they know, they know the truth. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala really hates arrogance. You know, they know the truth, and they know that what they're doing is incorrect, but they still maintain it. That's why the Prophet Sallallahu when he described arrogance, he said, "Al kibru wa he says, arrogance is the rejection of the truth and disrespect in others. That's when he knows that this is the truth and that he rejected it. If a person didn't know that this is the truth and he rejects something which he didn't know, he thought it is not the truth, this is not an arrogant person. But Rasulullah said, rejection of the truth and disrespect in others. This is arrogance. So shaitan has this attitude, you know, I like to mention this because we need it nowadays. Allah, how many people you see nowadays, they are so arrogant, so arrogant. Some of them because of the titles they have, some of them because of their position, some of them, even they are so poor, but they are very arrogant. Can you, can you believe it? In that, you know, they are so poor, you know, and they need support, but they are arrogant at the same time. You know, you can understand, you know, you can understand if a rich person is arrogant, he can say, yeah, because of his wealth. He can understand if a leader is arrogant, he can say, yeah, because of his position. He can understand if a, if a soldier is arrogant or police is arrogant, he can say, yeah, because they have the power in their hand. But a poor and needy and somebody who is extremely destitute, being arrogant, for what, you know? That's why the Prophet ﷺ said, there are three people that Allah will not even respect them on the Day of Judgment. No speaking to them, no looking at them, and Allah will not purify them. And there will be no way for them to make it to paradise in the first place, unless if Allah forgives them. He said, They will definitely be punished by Allah Who are these three people? Number one, he says, Malikun Kadhab. A lying king, the king that lies, the king that lies. You have a king, he lies. You know, a person lies because he he's afraid of something. Why do people lie? Because they are afraid. Even children, your child, if you don't want your child to lie, then remove your hand on, on him. Don't hit, unless if it is necessary. Then they will be speaking the truth because they are not afraid of punishment. Them being punished, no. So you have a king, you have a president, you have a prime minister, you have a, what else? 
you have chairman, you have rector, you have dean, you have head of department, principal, uh, headmaster, you know, whatever you want to, uh, uh, I mean, any authority that somebody has within his own capacity, you are lying for what? I mean, who you are afraid of? So these type of people, because they go even against the norm, lying is rejected in all of its forms, but it is worse to be found in this person, you know. So this is one of these people that Allah SWT will not be speaking to them. Malikun Kedhab Wa Shaykhun Zanin And an old man who is committing zina. You know, you have a person at the age of 80. What desire he has, you know, but still committing zina. SubhanAllah. These type of people sometimes, even if they marry, they don't think of anything because that desire is already gone. But you have an old man, this uh, old age, but also committing zina. And the last one is Ailum Mustakbir, a poor and a needy person who is arrogant. So arrogance is really bad. It's really bad. Wallahi, my dear brothers and sisters, arrogance doesn't fit anyone. If there is somebody who should be arrogant, it should be uh, Rasulullah Because he has all the qualities given to him by Allah but he is the most humble person you can ever see in your life. You know that, do you know that Rasulullah used to sit with kids and talk to them, speak to them and make them feel that they are big, you know. Do you know that children used to come and play with the Prophet you know. With our children, sometimes we don't do that. What is this? You come just because we are a teacher, just because we are this and that, and then it's your arrogance, you know. No salam. People will say salam to you sometimes, you don't even have time to reply, you know. I heard some kids uh, talking, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, you know, they were saying that so and so and so person, he used to say salam to us, but right after he got this title, he never says salam to us after that. I was like, subhanAllah, even children, little tiny kids, they recognize this. What kind of bad attitude is this? You know? And what does he gain? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. This position and whatever you have in this life, you know, if you want this respect to be maintained, if you want this kind of respect to be maintained for you, wallahi, you should be humble. Love people, be kind to them. Yes, they should maintain also their respect, but you be kind to them. If it happens that you're going to leave this position, people will still maintain that respect. But now what do we see? Right after I go out of my position, then people will start showing me the true faces. And I, I will understand clearly that I used to get that respect because I was in that place. But now I'm just an ordinary person and nobody cares about you. If they don't try to take revenge, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates it and he says on the day of judgment he told the Prophet that an arrogant person will be resurrected just like the size of an atom. Imagine 50,000 years people will be stepping on a person just because of his arrogance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained to us how we're supposed to behave in Surah to Al-Isra. He says, وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَارَحَا Amongst the creation of Allah if you are looking for something that could possibly be arrogant, it should be the mountain, you know. They're so high, higher than any building. But they were not arrogant. 
they are humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no matter how much great you think you are, you will never reach the height of a mountain. And it's so solid, you know, if you're talking about arrogance, look at those one. Everything could be moved by the wind, by this and that, but mountains is still in the same place. That's why they said in the, in the, in the proverb, no matter how the winds, you know, howks, a mountain cannot bow for it. A mountain cannot bow to it. You know, it can go and move the trees, move this and that, but a mountain will be remain in their own place. But still, they are not arrogant, but you find human beings being, being arrogant. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. So, this is the first bad attitude, you know, arrogance. Allah hate it, and the Prophet hate it, and he says, this is my cloth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. If you, you try to, sh to, to put yourself inside, you know, to share, you know, me, you know, in my cloth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this arrogance, he is the only one who can observe it. Not in the sense that, uh, that, that, that uh, the truth is discovered and Allah SWT doesn't follow. Allah is the truth Himself. Allah is the truth Himself. But in the sense of nobody can tell Him anything. That's Allah SWT because nobody can say that what Allah SWT is doing is wrong. There is no way for you to find error in that which Allah SWT is doing. So He is the only one who deserves this Al-Izz, Wal-Kibriya. Nobody can tell Him, why do you do this and that? Nobody can do that. If a person put himself into this position, Allah says, I will definitely punish him. And guess what, my dear brothers and sisters, if a person takes this attitude of shaitan and arrogance, one of the earliest punishment he gets in this life is to, be, is to be deprived from the real knowledge. An arrogant person will never learn. Something which is beneficial to him. That's the early punish, punishment he gets in this, in this life. Allah says, "Asrif on ayati al-ladina takabbaruna fil ard bighayr al-haq. Wa in yaraw kulla ayatin la yuminu biha. Wa in yaraw sabila al-rashila yattakhiduhu sabila. Wa in yaraw sabila al-ghayy yattakhiduhu sabila. The scholars used to say that la yata'allamu mustahyin wala mustakbir. Two people cannot learn. Somebody who is shy of asking questions to the scholars and somebody who is arrogant. He doesn't want to learn from some people. Yeah. Why, should, why should I take from this one? I'm better than him. You know, you will never learn. So, this is, this is the first attitude. And the second thing also, hasad. You know, shaitan has these two attitudes, you know, which forces him to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, because of these two bad attitudes, he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he lost everything. And he lost everything, subhanAllah. Number one is arrogance. The second attitude is hasad, jealousy. Yeah, what is hasad? Al hasadu tamani zawal ni'matullahi ala tamani zawal ni'matullahi ala al-ghayb. Wishing to see the ni'mah Allah SWT put on a person being taken away from him. That's the definition given, and this is also correct. But I give you more accurate definition. You know, to wish seeing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking this ni'mah from another person is arrogant. Somebody gets some position, somebody gets wealth, I'm sorry, it's hasad. Somebody gets some wealth, somebody gets this and that, you know, and you feel jealous. And you wish that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take it away from him. You know, this is so bad because some, 
some, some scholars said it, it contains actually criticism against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It contains criticism against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed his ni'mah on a person, this is out of wisdom. Wisdom means placing things in their proper positions. If somebody comes and says that and get angry with this and wishes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove it from him, what does that mean? What are you saying? You're saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was wrong in his decision. And that's very dangerous. Wallahi, very dangerous. For a person to criticize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making a wrong decision, this is very dangerous. The other definition which is more accurate than this, this is the definition some scholars said, Al-Hasad huwa karahatu ni'matillahi ala al-ghayr. Subhanallah. He doesn't even want uh, to see it being taken away, but just to hate seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessing this person. As Hasad. That's more accurate than, that, than the, the first one. Hating the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon a person. So what is the best way to do it? Just relax. Understand that the rizq biyadillah has the You know, why some people don't like to share with others? Because they don't want them to become rich. They want to be mentioned alone. That's why in many places, you know, you have in some places, people will refuse to get you up. Not because of anything, just because they don't want somebody to come in the same position as theirs. You have in many business places and working places, people are hasidid. They don't want others to come up. Subhanallah. You should know that Ardiskubiyadillah. And what is written for a person, Wallahi cannot be stopped by anyone. So the hasid is losing actually, and the risk is going to come either through this or it will come through the other way. You're losing in so many ways, you know. You're losing the side of Allah and the side of that person if you don't know what you're doing against him. And also at the end of the day, if this is written for him, Wallahi it has to come. No matter how much a person plot against another one, you cannot stop the risk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all. So what is the best way to make it? When you see a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given to a person, say mashallah. Tabarakallah. La quwata illa billah. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put barakah in it. At the same time, raise up your hand. You know, you are dealing with who? Allah, Rabbu Samawat wal Ard, somebody who has everything. Wallahi, very nice and beautiful system, you know. Why do I need to ask what, uh, from Allah SWT what he, this, this man has? Why? Why do I need to ask Allah SWT to give me what he has? Why can't you go to, this, uh, to Allah SWT using the same way and look for yours? Why do I need to restrict myself to get that which my brother has? Raise up your hand. This person got a nice house. Raise up your hand. Ya Allah, give me a castle. Yeah, don't ask for a house, ask for a castle. Allah has. That's better for you. Allah will bring you closer to Him and will reward you for that and will reward you for not being hasid also, you know, for praising Allah SWT, for granting, you know, your brother that which He gave him. And at the same time, even light Allah, you will get what you want or even better than that. Or Allah will replace it with something better than what you're looking for. That's the best way for you to make it, rather than sitting down being jealous of something which Allah SWT might not change it at all. And criticism against Allah SWT, ask Allah SWT to grant you the same thing. Allah loves that. Just raise up your hand and say, Allah SWT give me this, you know.
He will give you whatever you see from your brother. If you want to ask the same thing, go to Allah's water, the one who gave him, ask from Allah's water to grant you that. So Allah told the angels to make sujood. Fasajadu illa Iblis. Iblis was the only one who refused to make sujood. And you have heard his justification, which is based on nothing except hasid and arrogance. Hasid and arrogance. So please, my dear brothers and sisters. Be humble, starting from now. These are not my words. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Inna Allah awha ilayya antawadaw. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about this humbleness in the Quran. You know, وَلَا تُسَعِذَ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحًا إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضِ وَلَن تَبْلُقَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا In Surah Al-Qumana, Surah Al-Isra' Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about this humbleness. So be humble throughout your life. Be humble. Be humble. Humbleness doesn't mean to tolerate a mistake, but be humble to the rest of humankind. That was the attitude of the Prophet And he says, Allah SWT has revealed to me that everyone should be humble so that nobody is uh, be proud against, you know, is showing arrogance against the rest. And also stay away from hasid. When you want something, just go to Allah SWT. Train yourself whenever you see something from your Muslim brothers and sisters. Praise Allah SWT for that and ask Allah SWT to bless them in it. And one of the tips for you to make this easier for you is to try bring good to the people. Love seeing people getting good. If you have it, stretch your hand to the people. Train yourself like this. You will be able to appreciate what Allah SWT is granting others, inshallah. So you will not be engaging in the hasad. So Allah says, فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ So Iblis is one of the jinn. As I said, this ayah should be the end of the discussion that Iblis was not an angel, he was amongst the jinn. فَفَسَقَ عَلَى عَمْدَ So he goes against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِي وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what is this? You know, this story of this, ent uh, this entity has been given to you in detail. What really happened? And how much he hates your father. And guess what? Shaitan told Adam, after swearing by Allah, Qasamahuma, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inni lakumala minan nasihin. He told them, Muqsimu billah, I'm going to give you nasiha. But what happened? Did he give them nasiha? <laughs> no. He cheated in that nasiha. They trusted him because he swore by Allah. But what happened? He cheated. Somebody put it in a nice way, you know, for us to understand. He said, Shaitan swore to, uh, by Allah to Adam that he will not deceive him. And what happened? He deceived. This is between him and Adam, our father. But between him and us, the descendants of Adam, there was no swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he would not cheat. He swore by Allah in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will definitely make sure that none of us succeed in this life. SubhanAllah. If he promised not to cheat and he cheated, what do you think he would be doing when he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, He says, I swore by your greatness, your highness, in front of Allah, he's speaking to Allah. He says, Ya Allah, I, I'm sworn by your greatness and your highness. None of them will succeed. I will never let them succeed in this life. So dear brothers and sisters, if there is somebody who should take shaitan and his real enemy, 
It should be us, not Adam actually. It should be us. But Adam never trusts him anymore. Get idea? He caused them that tragedy. They were forced to leave Jannah because of him. And now the thing is, Allah SWT told us that there is a high possibility for you guys to come back. This is just what you're supposed to be doing. And he sent us the books and the messages and everything. Just do this and go back to the best place. You know, very great, you know, much better than where you, are, you came from, you know. And shaitan is doing everything possible to make sure that you don't succeed in going back to that place. He wants to have some companies with him in, in hell. Please do understand this properly. Do understand this properly. Be very sensitive when it comes to disobedience, you know. Check what you're doing. Monitor your activities. Monitor your speeches. Monitor your, your sight. Monitor your ears. Monitor whatever you're doing. Allah, focus and have the muraqab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every single thing you're doing. That is no joke in this life. Wallahi, that is no joke, my dear brothers and sisters. Everything is being calculated and documented. You have these two angels next to you. They are recording every single thing you are doing in your life, you know. So, the brothers and sisters, let's take it seriously, you know. Let's take it seriously. For wisdom, Allah SWT is demanding you so that you can be able to go back to that best place which Allah SWT has prepared for you. So, Allah is asking here, you know, all with all of these mentions about the, 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 the way shaitan tried to deceive Adam السلام, and cause you to be in this tragedy, you know. But with all of these mentions, Allah says, And you guys are taking shaitan, he and his descendants as awliya, you know, protectors, awliya, supporters, people that you follow, people that you obey, you know, people that you're with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَتَتَّخِذُنَهُ وَذُرِّيَةَ وَأَوْلِيَا مِنْ دُونِ You know, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you respect him more than the way you respect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, كَمْ هَذِهِ الْآيَةَ تَنْتَبِقْ عَلَى كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ هَذِي الْآيَةِ How much this ayah is applicable upon so many people among us? person knows that this is what Allah SWT wants, but he preferred to bring his own whims, you know, wishes, thoughts, you know, opinions, choice, options, you know, thoughts, you know, whatever you can say. He knows that this is what Allah SWT wants, but he will divert his attention to what shaitan wants. And some of them will tell you, yeah, we know it's wrong, but we don't have any other way out. And this is a lie. Wallahi, in most instances, there is a way out. But the thing is, they're just lazy. And dunya is that thing which is in their, in their eyes, you know. That's why we have to be very careful. Allah wants to talk about this dunya in the past because this is, I mean, uh, part of our nature, you know, to be inclined to the, to the dunya. SubhanAllah. Allah SWT says, what, what, what kind of a substitute is this, you know? You are substituting, you know, Allah SWT with shaitan, you know. You, you neglect Allah SWT to take shaitan. What is this Allah SWT is saying? You Allah, bi'sal al-zalimina badalah. So, that's the best place to stop. And I guess, inshallah, we have managed to get some of the lessons Allah SWT intended to send to us. You know. So let's all uh, ponder upon these uh, verses and uh, put them into practice and action. May Allah grant us uh, good and success in life. 
and uh, we will continue with the light Allah on uh, Thursday inshallah so it looks like we will never be able to finish the surah so what I will be doing inshallah uh, that in the uh, after Ramadan I will take maybe two three classes of Adda'wa to finish the surah I really want to finish the surah completely inshallah so that we have a complete reference with the light Allah throughout our life inshallah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. Barakallahu feekum, Abdurrahman. Let's move to questions, if any. The first question is by Sister Shaykh. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh, Shaykh. Assalamu alhamdulillah. A sister wants to know whether she can look at the meanings of the ayat when reading from the phone in Tarawih? Well, I, I will advise her not to focus on this. Focus on the recitation of the Imam. This is my advice. In the prayer, in the Prophet said, in the the person should be busy with the prayer itself. So I will advise to focus with the Imam. Even holding Quran behind the Imam, I will advise the person not to do it. Just go and focus and just listen to the Imam. Have some khushu. If your brain is going to somewhere else, let you reflect upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Issues of this nature. Uh, rather than uh, focusing, reading, you know, so much on that which you're holding, you know. So that's my, my advice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. What is the remedy of arrogance? Remedy of arrogance is hum humbleness. <laughs> a person to be humble, be happy, you know. Whenever you see uh, a Muslim, be happy. Lo intensify your love to the Muslims, you know, wherever they are. And try love seeing Muslim getting good. It's very simple, but but uh, for somebody who is used to this arrogance, it might not be easy for him to get rid of it. Any, but the, the I mean the best thing to be done is to respect everyone, as the Prophet said, "Al kibru batur al haqi wa nas," and a person should be willing to accept the truth from anyone, anyone, as long as it is the truth. A person should be willing to accept it. Yeah, because what are you looking for? You're looking for the truth. So here's the truth. Whoever said it, regardless of the nature of somebody who's saying the truth, the point is, is it the truth or not? If it is, if it is the truth, then you should accept it. So the remedy is humbleness. A person to be humble, respect everyone you know, who deserves to be respected, and, uh, and also accept the truth from anyone. As long as it is the truth, just accept it, regardless of the one who's saying it, and appreciate it from that person, you know, if he deserves that appreciation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. Question my brother said, As-salamu alaykum, Shaykh. As-salamu alaykum, Shaykh. How do we draw the line between confidence and self-respect? And arrogance and ego, according to Islam. There is no connection, uh, the confidence and self-respect. There is no connection. 
Because just understand what arrogance means. What is arrogance? Arrogance is to reject the truth and to disrespect others. Rejection of the truth and disrespecting others. As long as in yourself respect, respect and confidence, you're not disrespecting others, you're not rejecting the truth, you know, uh, what you're doing is okay. So just understand what arrogance means Islamically. Get it? So arrogance is to disrespect others and to reject the truth after knowing it. That's arrogance. As long as you're not doing that, inshallah you're upon the right way, even like Azawajal. Uh, there's a question by Khalid. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Surah Al-Anfal really called that because it is an extra reward for jihad in addition to the reward in the hereafter. Uh, can, can, can what? Is Surah Al-Anfal mm. really called Surah Al-Anfal because it is an extra reward? for jihad, in addition to the reward in the hereafter? Uh, we can go for that, but uh, Amfal is mentioned. Usually the, the, the name of a surah is extracted from something which is mentioned in the surah itself. Surah Al-Baqarah, you have Baqarah in it. Surah Al-Imran, you have Al-Imran in it. Surah Al-Ma'idah, you have Ma'idah in it. Surah Al-Anfal, you have Anfal. In the very beginning of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about Amfal. So that's it. Amfal, these are the ghanaim. Okay, so that's the first thing to be intended in uh, justifying the reason why the surah is called certain names. Get it? Yeah. Uh, question by Brother Yusuf. Uh, Salaam. Uh, if someone wakes up in the evening having slept through the hall, and there is little time left, so he prayed Asher first out of fear that he will exit the prayer time for Asher. After finishing Asher, he found out that there is still time left around 3 to 4 minutes for Mother. The question is Does he pray Goha and then repeat Asher afterwards since prayers have to be made in sequence, or is there no need for him to pray Asher again? I will choose for him if he prayed, uh, if he still have, uh, has a time to pray Asr again. If a person built uh, his uh, uh, decision upon a thought that is wrong, that, th that thought is, is rejected, you know. Uh, pray, keeping the order is necessary. But uh, for sure, when a person wakes up and he finds that the, the time left for uh, this uh, particular prayer is uh, very little, yeah, he starts with it. And he starts with it. So that's why he has to do the best calculation and for that. And in this regard, if a person has a bit of time, let's say 10 minutes left for the time to finish, uh, and he already made wudu, he has the time um, to pray both of the prayers. You know, because at this moment he shouldn't take uh, what you call he shouldn't relax and recite as much as you wish. You know, he should understand that he must go with the basics in terms of recitation, fatiha, and a bit of other surah, and then uh, shorten the ruku and the sujood 
uh, to the uh, way it will be counted for him. You know, he has the tranquility in them. So that he can finish uh, one of these prayers in five minutes. He still have the other five minutes. As long as he can place the first ruku of the first rakah, then he catches even the, the time for the, for the asr prayer. So good estimate is supposed to be done before a person is making a decision. Wallahu alam. Should we keep helping a needy person who is ungrateful? Yes. As if we as as it means that if he doesn't receive help uh, and he feels that he is entitled, should we keep helping that person? Yeah, just give. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says even if a person uh, telling you that if he doesn't receive just give him, as long as he needs he qualifies the need, just give him. he will understand one day no. then pay attention to his word don't let him understand that yes you are given because of his uh, threat yeah, just give him because he deserves to be given you know, if you can advise him, advise him but what he needs, give him I think that was the last question. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jazakumullah Khairan, uh, Inshallah, I will see you on Thursday. Bismillah, Tabarakatullah. Barakallahu Fikum. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.